guys, it's Meg. What's up? What's poppin'? Welcome back to the podcast. And welcome to another episode of Spooktober. Every October, we start to see monsters everywhere. In movies, TV shows, kids' Halloween costumes, and in books. But what is a monster and why are we obsessed with them? According to dictionary.com, I know, I did my research ahead of time, crazy. A monster is a noun, and it is, this is the first definition they gave, a legendary animal combining features of animal and human form, having the forms of various animals in combination as a centaur, griffin, or sphinx. Or number two, a person who excites horror by wickedness, cruelty, etc. So, is a monster like a made-up thing or is a monster just a human being? Because what did Scooby-Doo teach us all growing up? A monster is literally just a human that was our neighbor. Dun, dun, dun. But going on, the source I used for this episode came from Parade.com and it is called 15 Classic Halloween Monsters because I thought we could do a little deep diving and this had a lot of information, like a lot more. It was pretty funny reading it. I really thought this podcast is going to be really short. I'd be like, bam, 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 bam. But no, I have a whole like three pages written down about monsters. So the very first monster on their list of 15 classic Halloween monsters is a vampire. And vampires go back to ancient Greece. That's how long they've been here. They are said that they drink blood, they're pale, they have sharp teeth, sunlight burns them, and lore says their downfalls are crosses, silver, and garlic. I don't know if I ever heard the silver. I've definitely heard crosses and garlic because I, this is controversial, I know, especially because my family's part Italian, but I hate garlic so bad. And I'm also really pale, so I used to get called a vampire a lot growing up. Number two for monsters on their list is a zombie, which goes back to 17th century Haiti. And people question if this creation of a zombie was a result of voodoo because voodoo practitioners would mix herbs bones shells and other animal parts and this mix sometimes would cause confusion difficulty walking trouble breathing or even a coma in the people who took it undead a reanimated corpse feed on human flesh specifically the brains they move at a creepy robotic pace but they can be really strong according to sources in stories in movies and everywhere else we've seen these number three is the mummy which goes back to ancient Egypt. This is an undead monster who gained popularity around the 20th century after King Tut's tomb was found. A mummy is like a zombie, but they don't eat flesh. They want revenge. And their greatest weakness is fire. Number four is a werewolf, which goes back to 1400 BCE. I'm sorry, can we just repeat that? Werewolves have been around in stories and folklore and everything since 1400 BCE. E. That is crazy. But a Western prose such epic poem, Gilgamesh, I think that's how I pronounce it, but it's about a girl who turned her ex into a werewolf. Which, I mean, go off queen. Relatable? Some people, I guess. Also, Greek mythology and legend of Lyca is also where werewolves come from because Zeus supposedly turned Lycra and sons into werewolves as punishment. Nordic legend has werewolves are cursed humans that turn into large, strong, wolf-like monsters during each full moon. Some legends say that they look like a human-wolf hybrid. They crave human flesh, and the curse is a result of being bitten by a werewolf in monster form. Their weakness is silver, 
but can be harmed in the same way as humans. I have a question. Editing Meg already has to come in because what is Silver doing in like all these monsters' weaknesses? Why is Silver a weakness for people in stories like this? So Editing Meg's gonna come here with that fact right there. Hey, what's up? It's Editing Meg. And the reason why Silver is a weakness for monsters, specifically vampires and werewolves, there was a lot of information out there. It was kind of confusing, but there was three common ones that came up. The first one is that silver is an antibiotic since ancient times, you know, it's useful in medicine. Number two is silver is associated with the moon. And number three is silver is said to have mystic powers and it was often used in Greek mythology. Thank you for that. Moving on, we're going to number six. This is actually going by really fast. Probably one of the more common ones right after the vampire and werewolf and that is Frankenstein. Author Mary Shelley published Frankenstein in 1818. This book was about Victor Frankenstein who created this monster from grief of losing his mother. The monster tries to fit in with society but ends up getting rejected when he tries to join them. Frankenstein vows vengeance against humans because of this. So you know more of the story is be nice to everyone even if they look different from you because you know you never know what they could turn into. The Grim Reaper which came about after the 14th century Europe following the Black Plague. Grim Reaper is often associated with death. He is thought to be the guide who makes sure your soul goes to the right place in the afterlife. Speculations suggest it is a skeleton of a human covered in a cloak and carrying a slice. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But we've all seen the Grim Reapers before. Y'all remember that show, The Adventures, was it? Mandy and the Grim Reaper? The Adventures of the Grim Reaper Mandy? Editing Meg, come in with that show, please. I was so close with the name of the show, but the show is The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. That was a pretty cool show. My mom didn't like it, but I thought it was funny. Number seven, we're going to talk about witches, which, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about witchcraft in the last episode. But witches are often seen as women that harness the power of magic, often thought of as sinister and evil. Think of the Salem witch trials. Powers that witches have are capable to cause harm, and their curses are too, but many are harmless. The spooky factor behind witches lies in the unknown. You know, magic is awe-inspiring but frightening because there's dark magic. Originally, witches were nasty, hook-nosed old women, but now they can look like anyone because witchcraft's a real thing. So like, you know, witches aren't monsters. I'm just using this in this sense because often you see every Halloween, a green painted witch with like a little mole on her nose and short black hair and a little pointy hat, her cauldron, her potions, her spells. So that's why, okay? The witches aren't monsters, okay? But for this podcast purpose, we're gonna claim that they are for this one moment. The next monster coming in at number eight is a ghoul, which is another undead monster, but this monster is not a picky eater. They eat live or dead humans. Ghouls love to live in graveyards, and they look like their human form, but a little more demonic. According to Arabic lore, curse of the ghoul is brought upon a human that has eaten flesh, living or dead. Some say they can shapeshift. That is crazy. Also, when it said eats flesh, I think it meant like eats the flesh of another human. Number nine, we're going to talk about goblins, which go back to the Middle Ages, which this blows my mind. Can we do a little skirt skirt real quick? Not to like get a little skirt skirt, but these monsters have been around for like centuries not just like months not just like weeks or years these monsters have been around for like almost eternity but why like why are we so fascinated by them how did they come up with these things back then it blows my mind but a goblin going back to that goes back to the middle ages 
and they're considered mischievous creatures that are described as small and gross and have magic abilities. Some lore says that they can shapeshift. And there's also many different types of goblins. Like, for example, they're very popular in Scottish, Irish, and English folklore. And some examples of that is a hobgoblin, which is friendly but pranks, a redcap, which is a Scottish lore. There's also a puckwidgie. Definitely didn't pronounce that right. Which is from Native American Wapanoag culture. Oh my god, I feel so bad pronouncing things wrong. This is why I was hesitant about doing podcasting. Because I feel like I don't pronounce things right. Moving on to number 10 is the Headless Horseman. Which comes from 1776 originally and then again in 1920 America. Because this is so interesting and I never knew this before and it blew my mind. Apparently... In 1776, a trooper in the Battle of the White Plains got decapitated by a cannonball, and the soldiers carried the body away but left his head. This led to the story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, from 1920s. Isn't that crazy? Like, that just blows my mind. Other versions in Irish and Scottish legends have this monster. Irish has Delahan, which is the dark man, and Scottish has Ewan, which is said to haunt the Isle of Mo. Number 11 is trolls. Norse mythology say that they are built like humans, but are stronger and uglier. These aren't the cute little trolls that, you know, they did the movies on where they're singing songs and they're going to protect the universe. No, these are like big, bad, ugly. Not big, bad, and bougie, but big, bad, and ugly trolls. They are said to live in isolation, like mountains, caves, and rocky areas. In Scandinavian folklore, they are more troublesome. They're man-eaters, and they turn to stone in sunlight. Number 12 is the swamp monster, which a swamp monster said to live and haunt a body of water, specifically swamps. They resemble humans with aquatic traits, like webbed hands and feet, gills, yellow eyes. Cajun folklore has a monster called the Rougarou. This is so hard. There's a lot of big words this episode too. Which it is said it's a human body with a dog slash wolf head that wanders the swamps of Louisiana looking for misbehaving children. And if blood touches you from this monster, it is said that you become infected with the curse. Dun, dun, dun. Number 13, we have ghosts, which go back to 16th century. Ghosts of a once living person who has business to finish on this side of life. They are transparent and don't follow laws of physics. You know, they go through walls. Some say that they go through the walls because those walls weren't there when they were alive. Which that's like makes sense. Like they're just living their life in their old house. And like what if you come in and you remodel? They're not going to know the remodels theirs are dead. Ghosts typically don't mean harm and are just going about their life. But it says that salt and iron are used to protect you from them. Number 14 is aliens, which goes back to the 1950s where it was first mentioned in modern science fiction. Flying saucers were popular and many legends had this in them. They said that aliens can range in appearance. They can be tall and skinny with pointy faces, large eyes, squid-like. Aliens and UFOs mentions go back to 4th century China and records of unidentified flying objects in 214 BC Rome in Germany. Also showed some in 1561. Isn't that crazy? Aliens have been around for literally centuries. We go back to 4th century. 4th, you know, 1, 2, 3, 4. That is wild to me. But this is also a fun fact. Did you know that extraterrestrial, which is what aliens are often referred to as, just means outside Earth? I didn't know that. That's actually mind-blowing to me. And the very last monster we're going to talk about is number 15, the poltergeist, which is translated from German because poltern means to make noise, 
or to rumble, and geist means ghost or spirit. So like a ghost, a poltergeist can be invisible, but they haunt a specific person or place. Stories became popular in 17th century. Poltergeists caused disturbances by throwing objects, moving furniture, or making loud noises. So there is 15 Halloween monsters that you'll probably see this month or have seen this month because by the time this episode goes out, you know, it's gonna be pretty late in October. But how many of these have you heard of? Because honestly, I heard of every single one of these and I honestly learned a lot of facts by doing this. Like I did not know that about the Headless Horseman. So the next time that you turn on your TV in October or you're handing out candy to little trick-or-treaters, just know that these monsters have been around for centuries and centuries they actually have some cool history behind them and they probably won't be going away anytime soon. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Hey Guys, It's Meg. You can follow Hey Guys, It's Meg underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter for updates and good times. Come back next Monday for the very last episode of Spooktober where we're going to talk about the history of Halloween. I'll see you all on the flip side. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Bye.